Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey, Brand Builder, welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand. We are talking about our top three takeaways from this interview with my very good friend, Michael Stelsner from Social Media Marketing World. and Which you'll be speaking at. Which I will be speaking at, uh, if you missed that in the interview. It's an amazing, really amazing event. And so I'll let AJ kick us off. We had the same kind of three big takeaways, so we're just going to, we're going to really nail those for you. Yeah, so, and a lot of our different interviews, uh, you will hear much discussion around social media as it pertains to your personal brand. And one of the most fascinating things that I really thought was, well, fascinating about this interview with Michael Steltzner is how he talked about how organic reach on social media is dead. Oh, Oh, wait a, wait a, just, just oh, dead. It's dead. Um, but I thought it was really just really cool how he talked about how most people don't associate YouTube as a traditional social media site mm. and that YouTube actually offers really unique algorithms to play your videos based on who clicks on it, who actually watches it, how long they watch it, and then what they do after they watch it. And then will actually promote your video to more of people on YouTube Who don't based know on you. those things, whereas other social media sites will not do that. And that was a really interesting thing, how he talked about, hey, if you're going to go all in, like, don't forget YouTube is still a thing. And since it's been video-based and everything else is going video-based, they were kind of way ahead of the curve there. And then just the whole concept of all these different things that people are talking about constantly to grow your organic reach. And he's there going, well, good luck. Yeah. Although uh, good luck. I thought that was a good, yeah. Like YouTube is interesting. It's not really kind of classically social media, 
But yet it is. It, but it is, yeah. And it, I, I never really put that together that YouTube is the only platform that really shows your content mm-hmm. aggressively to people who aren't your subscribers. And I think, you know, a big part of this message there was just extending your reach be outside of social media. So you got to be getting people off social media, which we've been talking about always. You cannot be dependent upon social media. You've got to get those people off of social media and onto your email list, uh, onto your podcast, which he talked a lot about was focusing we'll on his, about a bit. On his yeah. podcast. And then also text message. Now, you, you know, you see a lot of the big players moving aggressively with into the text message opt-in space as well. So it's like you can't not be on social media, but don't don't depend on I don't that. I think that. Well, we t- we say this quite a bit. Is you know you can be Twitter rich and dollar poor, mm-hmm. and I think that's a lot of what he was saying. It's like it's not that you shouldn't do it. It's just don't think that most of your sales and conversions are going to happen because of your social media reach. And this is a kind of something that you brought up just very quickly there. But he talks about his email list. Yeah. So this is the second the second thing in addition to you know, organic reach basically being dead was how important email. Still, still to this day, how important email is to well, him. Well, he shared classified information about his own sales. Classified. Classified. Private, just, to, just between to him and us and uh, all of you. several millions of you. Yes, several millions <laughs> of you. Uh, but I love this because you hear from marketers all the time that email is dead. Email is dead. Well, no. not so much. Um, he said that's how much 60 to 70% of his sales 70% come from email marketing. What? Crazy. That is a lot. And then he was like, but we don't send one or two emails. We have six months of promotion with a team of 20 that are leading up to his big event, which is his primary business model, which is coming up in just a few months. But we're talking about 60 to 70% of a very healthy multi-million dollar business coming from email marketing, Mm -hmm. which a lot of those leads thus came from their podcast and all these other arenas. But I think that is just something that at least with our clients, we hear a lot about. It's like when we ask them about their email list, it's, uh, it's not very big and it doesn't get a lot of attention and a lot of focus on how do you capture emails. It's more about how do you get followers and how do you get engagement right. on social media? And we forget the real way of monetizing all of those people that you're spending all this time, money and resource to attracting on social is actually getting their emails so that you can market to them regardless of what these independent platforms are doing. And when their algorithm changes, your contacts don't. So it's just the power of email and email marketing, which we promote, but it was so good to hear some real numbers and real results from somebody. That's so big. Yeah. A force to be reckoned with in this space. And I think for one of the big, the big light bulbs that came on for me that I had never really thought about was that he sends 60 to 70 emails just promoting this one event. And in my mind, I go, well, I could never send, I would never want to send that many emails to my list. They'd get burned out. Like they'd get sick of hearing it. And he said, no, 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 you don't just promote the event 60 or 70 times. You take one aspect of the event and you highlight it and you, you teach something about that one little aspect. And I was thinking about our events, how, you know, most of our events are divided into six main sections over two days. It's like we could send one totally. email for each of those six sections and talk about here's one great tip. And then here's all the things you'll learn about this section at the event. And it, people don't feel like they're just getting bombarded because they're not just getting bombarded. They're, they're getting educational, useful information as a way of also learning about why they should buy and why they should come to well, the event. 
Good news for all of you, and thanks to Michael Steltzner, all of our clients will now be getting 10 times <laughs> the amount of emails. emails that they're currently getting. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Um, set up a rule to put us all in the folder. The emails are coming. But yeah, I know that's such a great point. It's not that it, they're all promotional, but it's breaking down each speaker, each segment, each takeaway, each special Being event. useful. It's being useful and educational, but 60 to 70 compared to our six or seven. Yeah. We got some email writing to do. Yeah, for sure. So, and then the last thing to me was just his whole mindset about how he thought about events. And AJ really highlighted, share the big takeaway that you had from that. Cause I, I liked the parallel that you, that he said that you really latched onto about the book. Oh yeah. He said that a live event is kind of like having a book. You don't really make money at it, Mm. but it's all the spinoff that you get from that book or from that live event that you make money on. Like we say a lot, uh, a book is just a really big business card and you're not going to make well, most aren't going to make your entire fortune from, or a living even yeah. uh, from your book. But what you will do is it will raise your cachet and your credibility and your awareness to a level that you can charge more. So you get more speaking or training or consulting. You get booked more to do this. You get the sponsorships and the ads and you get all the things that come along with having a book and especially a best-selling book but maybe it's not the book that's going to make you money. He's saying the exact same thing happens with a big event. There's a good way of thinking about it. And I've never really thought about it that way. You know, I think, um, you know, you can, I think a book is a good parallel because you can make money. It's not that you can't make money. It's just that you're probably not going to make your riches from events. They are a step on the path. And then where he said you actually make the money was from the recordings. Yeah, the things you sell at the event. At the event. Recordings was an option, but it's, uh, you know, it's like I've gone to several Tony Robbins events to even have the mindset of how much money you spend to go into an event. It's not that. It's you, they're selling coaching, right? They're selling their training program. They're selling their mastermind. Right. It's all the things you sell at the event. Yeah. And in our case, you know, um, our primary model, like our primary service offering includes events. And we actually give, we include the recordings for our monthly members that come with it. So I thought, you know, it's interesting. I think we're doing events very different from everybody too, is we're not just... Yeah, because we're not trying to make money off We're not trying to make... Yeah, we're just... (laughs) Well, it very much proves this point. Yeah, well, there's always next steps for people and stuff. But anyways, the, the last little thing I wanted to highlight that was on this event topic was that he said that having a big name speaker yeah. won't make your event unless it's Rory Vaden that you hire to come keynote. Okay. Other than Rory Vaden as your keynote speaker, a big, mouth of Michael a, a, a big name is not going to make the <laughs> event. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. They would think differently. I agree. And I one, I think there's a couple of things. If you are in the business of hosting live events or you think you want to host live events, even if they're small workshops, this is a must listen to interview. And then if you think that if you get this big name and they will come, he is saying, not not really. Then maybe a small percentage, he said, but not enough to pay for the expense of it. We actually know other people who have spent really big money and they end up losing a lot of money Mm -hmm. on their event because that name didn't attract as much as it needed to for the expense. But in general, it's like you don't want to not have big name people. Yeah. Just don't think that's going to be what makes your it's event. It's not going to save you. It's not going to save you. That's yep. a good way of saying it. It's not it was gonna... a great interview. And if you're in the live event business in any capacity, you've got to listen Absolute to this. Absolute must, must. And, and podcasting and social, and you know, you can check out the event. We'll put links to that. I am speaking in social media marketing world this year, which is great. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of insights from a very big powerhouse, one of the godfathers of the industry. Check out the full interview. And uh, as always, stay tuned here for your top three and three. 
from myself and AJ. We'll catch you next time on The Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 